You're listening to the Fuck Yeah Nation Network. Welcome to Robert Land. That's right, your favorite not safe for work comedy theme park podcast. And I'm your host, Robert Thompson, comedian, musician, theme park enthusiast. What's up, guys? <laughs> Hope you're all doing good, staying healthy, staying safe out there during all this craziness. Uh, but you're in for an epic episode. Uh, I have an interview with an Alabama man who hit out in Discovery Island at Disney World. We've got a great interview with uh, comedian, our pal, Mr. Mike Eaton, and some special theme park memories with some special guests. So sit back, relax, take your genitals out, do whatever you need to do legally. Um, Look, I'm an eccentric doofus that had the brilliant plan of starting a podcast about theme parks right before a pandemic. I had no clue that that was going to happen. I'm not a no psychiatrist or psychic or psycho uh i could go psycho uh if i know how to rhyme yo no okay uh just men in black erase last fucking 30 seconds of riffing but uh the real thing that's going on here is this virus has shut down theme parks so uh it is a crazy time and it makes sense mass gatherings that's gonna be uh fucking breeding ground for spreading that shit so obviously they're closed but the biggest question amongst theme park enthusiasts is when are they going to reopen you know if are they going to reopen this year i have been reading this book on the history of theme parks it's really great uh it goes way back um and it's funny because they started kind of out as fairs it's like uh where it sort of began back in england way back in the day uh actually at one of them they strung up and killed the what, David O'Duke or whatever his name is from uh, Braveheart, Mel Gibson, fucking killed him. Uh, at it, it's they they were pretty crazy. There was like prostitutes at theme parks. It was it was pretty debaucherous, and it sounded like a lot of fun. But uh, you know, during times of plague, uh, in this book I'm reading, it kind of put a stop to theme parks. So it's just. In, a, in mass gatherings and it's just kind of always happened because that's how it spreads it's science so right now uh this um phase that we're in uh is we're starting to hear about theme parks reopening so uh i heard that uh disney shanghai is going to do a soft opening uh may 11th and they're practicing social distancing and um, that's going to be really interesting to see. That's kind of the biggest guinea pig in all this. But uh, Six Flags in California, I know, is going to be opening. Uh, and they're going to be doing the same thing with face masks, which I don't know how the fuck they're going to stay on. Um, uh, Nazis Chicken is starting to... They're, they're selling their food again. Um, if you're in Southern California and you want some of that Nazis home-cooked chicken or some boysenberry pie, that's going to be sold again. So there's things kind of slowly opening up, but all of these talks of like, oh, it's you know May 15th. That's when the pen. That's when the uh, uh, fucking stay-at-home orders lifted. Where everything's gonna open up. It's just no one knows how this is gonna play out. It's gonna take some time, and there's gonna be guinea pigging going on. That's all. It just has to happen. There's no 
uh, you know, but I, I feel that I ain't planning on nothing. Like, I'm not holding my breath, but we will see what happens. And uh, I want to take you guys to those magical places, even if the parks aren't open. Um, so this episode, we've got a man who refused to let the magic die. And he was, uh, unbeknownst to him, he was in Disney World. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard in the news, there was a man in Disney World who hid out on Discovery Island, um, one of the resorts at Disney World, uh, stole a boat, and they found him there, and he'd been there for days, and he said it was paradise. Um, But I actually got to talk to this man over Zoom, uh, an Alabama man, Uh, so we're going to go to that right now, and I hope you guys enjoy me and Mr. Alabama man. Guys, uh, this is exciting. Uh, talking to me over the phone right now, we've got the man, uh, the Alabama man, who snuck in and stayed in Discovery Island at Walt Disney World, making making all the news. How you doing, sir? It is my pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, because, boy, you are causing a ruckus. Uh, obviously, there is a big pandemic going on, and uh, you've been camping out at Disney World unbeknownst to everybody uh, how <laughs> what made you think to camp at Disney World well I will be honest I have never heard of uh, uh, this Disney fellow much less his world uh, these concepts of which you refer are entirely foreign to me I assure you Okay, that, that's hilarious and all. I, I know you've heard of Walt Disney and Disney World before. I mean, that's that's a load of load of poo. Well, I, I I don't I don't know how to respond to this this slander that I may know this Walt Disney personally. I assume that he is some mercantile trader. I'm, I'm okay, not okay, familiar so you've with his wares. Okay, okay? So, so you've never heard of Walt Disney. I'm just going to go with no, you on I that. No, I assure you no. Wow. And you stole a boat from what I hear. Yes, there were boats available, but I mean, they to me resembled the, uh, the, uh, the catamarans of Venice uh, that I have recognized from... Uh, the chalk drawings that my mother would uh, do in our basement floor as she described them to me. Where did so you grow I assume up? I am an Alabama man, sir. I, 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 I do not understand your need to slander me and question uh, the seriousness of my character. I don't... I would not lie to you, sir... Okay. I am an Alabama man through and through. So okay, so what if you've never heard of Walt Disney? What 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 else? I mean, like, do you do you, do you wear shoes? Do you eat human food? Like, this is very interesting to me that you've never heard of Walt Disney and you live in America. Well, perhaps that's how you were raised, but. In my household, we did not deign to wear shoes upon our feet. You see, we wore flower pots instead. It was uh, rather awkward when it came time to pick 
the basketball games. Uh, but of course, what we referred to as basketball, you peasants uh, might call throwing rocks at beehives. Okay. Uh, yeah, that is definitely some eccentric uh, plantation owner's idea of shoes and games. I mean, this you've had a very interesting life, which makes a lot of sense why you'd hijack a boat and hide out during Disney World <laughs> not knowing what you're doing. Uh, man, what? so this is, this is crazy. Um, you're a very, very intriguing character, Mr. What is your name, by the way? They've never released your name. Can, can we share that with the folks? What is your name, sir? Well, w- the way that I was raised, we were not given proper names. I have always been known by the mysterious mononym, Alabama Man. No, no. Your name isn't Alabama Man, dude. Come on, get fucking re- Alabama Man? Wow. Well, perhaps you peasants with your birth certificates and your Christian names can't understand my, my intriguing southern ways, but I assure you, sir, that is the gospel truth. Well, I'm surprised that you even speak English or know, like, a human language with how contrarian your folks were. Like, what? The way that I was raised, we did not speak English. We just made a random assortment of words and hoped that people would eventually give us some corn pone. The fact that this resembles English to you really speaks to your ignorance as I have been just muttering random gibberish this whole time that, while yes, may resemble syllables and phonemes that you would call the English language, it is seriously by a pure stroke of luck that it would it would somehow cobble together a cogent thought at all. Do you have uh, an example of this language that you grew up speaking? Skloimp? Is that the name of the language? Sklorent. I do not need to sit here and suffer these insults at the hand of a man who is so ill-bred that he probably ate dinner every night with his quote-unquote family. Hey man, that's, those are some fighting words. Why, why don't you speak to me in your real tongue, you bastard? Clorn flip it, I will not take this on my damn show. I'm not a corn flip it, clunk Is that all you got? Charmed, I'm sure. Well, this has been a very intriguing, interesting conversation, Mr. Alabama uh, man. Uh, wow, I think your your dialect is rubbing off on me. My one. Yeah, riveting stuff, guys. Uh, that was an exciting interview. Uh, learned a lot, learned a new language. It was good times. Uh, but right now, we're going to go to one of my favorite segments. I've been asking you guys to share some of your favorite theme park memories with me. And, uh, you know, there's some special people in, in, in this set of uh, theme park memories. So, Enjoy your theme park memories. Theme park memories. Uh, my name is 
John Foster and my uh, great-great-grandfather actually invented the merry-go-round. Uh, in his mind, it was a way to embody uh, uh, the existential dread that he felt uh, going through the hollow paces of a life without meaning. Uh, as he put it, uh, one would experience joy at, at seeing their family recede away from them, only to experience the, the Sisyphean terror of seeing that family immediately return back into their field of view. He was a real son of a bitch. Theme Park Memories. That was the most favorite day of my whole life. I was coming off a Galactica at the Atoll Towers. It was so beautiful day. I had my beautiful wife and two gorgeous children with me. And we come off a ride, right? My wife look at her head. She's all blown old back, looking all crazy like a goofball. And I want to see a picture of what it was going to take. We took a picture of the hair all crazy. And my wife would put a finger in her nose. And one of my kids who was making a funny face. And my other kid was throwing up. It was a beautiful picture. But I look over and I try to take a picture. And a picture that's on the screen. They're trying to buy it. They're trying to 25 quid for it. No, thank you. And so I look at the guy. He says, no pictures of the pictures. I look down at him. The guy got no hair, he's got a tinge of green skin, and his eyes start blinking right to left. I notice my wife, I go, look, 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 he's a, he's a lizard man. And she goes, you're crazy. I look back, he looked completely normal. And I look in the mirror, and he was no reflection in the mirror. It was both complimenting and crazy. Theme Park Memories. Hey, Rob, what's up, buddy? Uh, appreciate you being a fan of the hyenas. You asked me to share a funny theme park experience um, for the podcast, Robert Land. Um, I, a funny theme park experience? What's the fun? What's something that we've done in a theme park? What's a funny theme park experience? Oh yeah, one time, one time, um, I my girlfriend, I, I, she said when she was, Delilah, stop. When she was pregnant, when she was pregnant uh, with my daughter, when she was on the bungee jump, as she was going up, I yelled, I yelled to everyone that she was pregnant. Or did I yell that I was pregnant? I don't remember. I remember. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she was pregnant on a bungee cord. It was stupid. Um, What else did I do? Why do you... I like a funny theme park experience. I don't know. Listen, Robert Land... I don't know what to tell you, okay? I just, I'm going to listen to your podcast, and what's a funny theme park experience? I'm trying to think of something good. One of, one of, my friend Patty Flyballs broke his fingers, uh, broke two of his fingers once outside Great Adventure in the parking lot. We were waiting for the park to open, and we were playing taps, and he broke two of his fingers, and he went on the ride anyway. And then I knew somebody who fell out of a roller coaster and died. I don't know. All right. I'll see you later. Theme park memories. Man, I sure do love those theme park memories, guys. Makes me feel all warm inside. We got a message from the great Chrissy D, Mr. Christostafano. That was wonderful. And a British man uh, that was at Alton Towers in the UK that spotted reptilian. So, wow, guys. You guys are amazing, and, uh, you know, for that, we're going to bring you some more amazing things. (laughs) An interview with me buddy, Mr. Mike Eaton, hilarious comic from Texas, been out in L.A. for 
over a year now, crushing it. Uh, of course, COVID crushed all of us. So, uh, you know, we talk about that. We talk about his uh, theme park experiences. Uh, some of them pretty trippy, like uh, Winnie the Pooh being alive. And it's great, guys. You're in for a treat. Uh, before we get to me and Mr. Mike Eaton, I thought I would uh, go to a word from my sponsor. So enjoy that, and then me and Mr. Mike Eaton. What up? It's your boy Sketchy Eddie, a.k.a. Eddie Buckler. I'm a budding entrepreneur, emphasis on the bud. I'm not going to lie, though. This virus has been really rough on me, man. I've gone back and forth in my mind, you know. At first I thought it was bullshit, and then I was totally tripping dicks about it for a while. But now, I don't even know. Dude, I was on a streak. I was crushing ass this year. I was probably setting world records. Definitely the most cooch I've snooched in my entire life. That came to a screeching halt. Not to mention, I was in the midst of launching a game-changing weed-sharing application. (sighs) We were going to be called Hugs for Nugs, and the whole premise is sharing joints. Do you know how many joint butts are left not fully smoked? It's astronomical. With Hugs for Nugs, our whole plan was to change the game, to preserve resources and the environment. (sighs) Now, I've kind of been put in a position to where I have to change the name, all due to a partner who's kind of a bitch ass. He threatened to walk away from the project if we didn't change the name because hugging is not acceptable under the CDC guidelines of social distancing. You know, the whole premise was that we were gonna get joints that weren't fully smoked and deliver them around town. I mean, this would be something that you would opt into. You would become a Hugs for Nugs member. You'd pay a monthly rate and half-smoked joints would be regularly delivered to your doorstep. You'd give the delivery driver a hug and you'd get a nug. Supposedly, that isn't safe or sanitary. So we've done what's called a pivot and rebranded, changing our name to Elbows for Elbros. So you'll still get the regularly half-smoked joints and you'll also touch joints with the delivery driver. By joints, I mean their elbows. We have several different tiers depending on how baked you plan to get and your tolerance levels. Most affordable tiers starting out at 420 a month. Elbows for elbows. It's safer. You can also opt in to share your nugs. You know, this is really a co-op. It's all about the golden rule. The nug you take is equal to the nug you make. Those who share their joints will thus have joints shared with them. So we're putting out a massive call right now. If you regularly have joint butts left unsmoked, sign up for Elbows for Elbros. Just a disclaimer, for starters, these joints are gonna be from my own personal collection, but as this operation grows and grows, we can't guarantee that we know where all these joints came from. So, I mean, there's gonna be some stuff that's laced. That's just gonna happen. If you're not open to that, don't sign up. Elbows for Elbros. Getting while you can. As usual with most radical new platforms, we're only accepting a limited amount of members. Shut up! 
Shalom. You're listening to Theme Park Minute, filling in for the amazing Zach Hillman. I'm John Shefsky. Today, let's talk about the Flamingo Parade. If you get into SeaWorld as soon as the park opens, you're likely to get to see sneak peeks of some very interesting things. One of the interesting things you'll get to see is the secret Flamingo Parade. It happens each morning as employees walk the creatures from their after-hours habitat to their daytime park exhibit. Now, if you want to see this and want to be part of the privileged club that gets to witness something so cool, you're going to need to just head towards the Manta area exhibit right when you get into the park. And you will see a glimpse of this bird procession. It is so amazing to see. Uh, and while you're there, you might notice one of the flamingos. He has a bowler's cap on, very droopy eyes. Uh, his name is Frank. Go up to him, say hello, and give him a cigarette. He's suffering from a hangover almost assuredly. And tell him Chefsky sent you. He loves me. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Well, here I am with me and Mr. Mike Eaton. So I I had like a streak of like I think forty days going of like either a mic or a show where I, I went and did something and it was like getting to do stuff every night and then the streak broke and I and it was it was the the big thing was like I did like I think it was like forty something shows so far this year and it was like man this is so great like I'm doing so much time so much comedy this is wonderful and then <laughs> dude and the weird thing was like right before the like quarantine like really hit an effect out here like we were there were people joking about it and making stupid corona jokes on stage like it the comedy didn't die immediately one of my friends flew out to come and hang out and see the show that tony did uh uh march 4th so that was like my last show that I produced and he like flew out here and wore like a crazy mask on the flight. So it was even like somewhat serious then, but uh, like the Monday before it shut down here, my boss was like, Hey, uh, we have to like, your job essentially has been like replaced by corporate. So he doesn't have to pay me anymore. Corporate would pay me and I'm not like a corporate employee. Mm -hmm. So like my, my job's just like gone. So, uh, so like, oh, so I was like, oh man, all right, I got nothing to do during the day. And then like, the next two days I went and did shows, and then the last one I drove out to a show in Tarzana, and I wasn't even supposed to be on the show. I was just driving my buddy out there. Yeah. Because the mic, I was gonna go to the Chatterbox mic, I think that night, and that got canceled. And That's so right. then I, it was a Thursday, and then I drove out to Tarzana, and we did this show, and there was nobody but the bands that performed after us in the audience, maybe like four or five other people. And, uh, then the next day, everything just started shutting down and canceling. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck? I know, dude, it's a tidal wave of like devastation. And I mean, there's so much life was, you know, halted, um, for, a lot of things and it's so weird it's gonna be it's gonna be a trip to like look back uh at this whole thing you know and i think everyone can't wait for that like i'm you know i i wish that i'm like over this show you know what i mean like can we just skip to the the next thing and we can just you know get the cliff notes of whatever the fuck this is <laughs> like yeah 
That's what I'm looking for. I, I can't wait for that Netflix documentary where I can have popcorn and be like, oh, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> you know? I keep thinking I'm going to wake up. And they're going to be like, all right, we overreacted. It's fine. Everyone's fine. I know. <laughs> like, I, they're just going to like chime in like, oh, sorry. Like, it's all, you're all okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it it's so strange, man. And I think like, you know, there's things that have happened in the last hundred years that have been somewhat similar, but not to this scope of like, there's been tragedy. There's been uh, recessions, depressions. Uh, but there's nothing that kind of put everyone, I mean, the Great Depression, obviously, uh, other things have affected everybody, but it's, an, yeah, there's these giant things that happen and affect everybody in little ways, but not to this scope. It's like a, I mean, as silly as it sounds, it feels like a fucking sci-fi movie or a, a, a horror movie, you know, like, a, yeah. and and it's. I mean, just the fact that you could get this shit and not know it for two weeks. And, like, I wish it was, like, crabs or something where you feel it immediately. I don't know, I've never gotten crabs yet. Uh, cross my fingers. Uh, but I, I, I feel like it would it would show, you know? You would have, like, it would burn or something or something would smell. But, like, with coronavirus, you're fucked. Like, you don't smell. It just happens. You get a fever and you're fucked and... It's freaky, um, and I think, you know, I've had a weird transition with this because my day job has been at a grocery store, so I still work. I'm still out in the, the public, and it, it dawned on me when I see a bunch of white people in the masks, <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, it, it it's so crazy. Uh but the comedy, I'll never forget going to the comedy store. That You're right, though. Comedy didn't stop immediately. There was stuff that was still trying to go. Like, there was a little life. Like, because the comedy store had closed, I think. Uh, they closed the main room. The main room first, right? And, and the then, belly room. The main room and the belly room. And they were like, we're just going to have the OR, and you got to sit kind of far apart. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna have the OR and space it out, and then I had done a Brea show actually. Like, so we were doing a tour promoting these podcasts, and uh, today we were supposed to be at the Ice House, and it was gonna be like my first Damn. like booked show at the Ice House. So uh, it w it's so weird, and I got the reminder today, uh, and I've seen you post about it. <laughs> Because you've had similar things where you're like, oh, thanks. This would have been great if this happened. Uh, if, you know, it's. <laughs> yeah, this week I had uh, uh, my first show in San Diego booked. It was like, oh, a, like a paid San Diego show. Yeah. I had uh, a weed festival oh, that I was doing God. that was supposed to happen. Kushstock. <laughs> it was supposed to happen this weekend. Of course and it's then, called Kushstock. But <laughs> yeah, and then on Monday I was supposed to have like a headline gig. Mm. Doing 20 minutes at Sal's. I was supposed to, so my, my plan for 2020 had been for on April 4th, mm -hmm. I was going to record a mini album because it was like the date is 4-4-2020. Yeah. So it looks like two 420s. So I was just going to make like a little fun album with some album art to do with that. Rad. And, and I, like like 20 minutes and I was gonna put that out everywhere just because I had like enough stuff that I felt like I could get that through 
And I was all, that was what I was like working towards. And I had been asking for longer sets and working on longer material. And I like the Wednesday before everything shut down, I did 18 minutes and it was amazing. So I was like, all right, this is working great. I'm ramping up to it. Let's fucking go. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then like that day came and went. And now like, even if I had the opportunity to do it tomorrow, I wouldn't feel comfortable because I'm so rusty. Like, yeah, uh, dude. And, and it's weird to think because there's so many people in different uh, levels of stand up where they're at. And you've been hustling and, and working for, you know, the, since uh, you'd come down here, really hitting it hard. I mean, even before that, you were doing it. So it's like, it's it's weird to think of everyone in these different uh, places. I mean, even the big guys aren't doing stand up. So it's like, it's weird. I mean, there's these, there's the Zoom shows. There's the, the you know, whatever the fucking Pornhub live, whatever else is going on. But it's not. It's not live. It's not stand-up. It's not yeah. stand-up. So it's it's weird. I mean, the podcasting, thank God that exists, uh, that there's some way to uh, get yourself out there creatively. I mean, there's. it's just that live element, you know? It's just so beautiful when you can, like, I mean, bomb well, I don't know, or like, do well. I think they're or... all, <laughs> yeah, all of the different ways of doing comedy are different. Like, improv yeah. is different from stand-up. Like comedic acting is different. Like when you ask like a like a normal human being who their favorite comedian is, half the time they say Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. You know Jim, you know Jim, Jim Car- Jack Black. <laughs> you know, and it's like those guys are hilarious in the way that they act and the way that they do their lines. But that's not a stand-up comedian. And like you know, it, it's just it's you know, I I think like one of the things that I and I've been such a snobby little bitch about the Zoom shows and just not done them. Cause it just like uh, it feels, uh, just like shoving a square peg in a round hole, and I get that that it's uh, the substitute we have for now, but I just don't think that like you can really you can adjust your material to fit that, and you can be funny conversationally, and you can work bits into a podcast, you know, or you can do you know you can do comedy stuff, but trying to do just stand up to not a stand-up crowd is like just a bizarre like performance art thing you know like it's like that drew michael hbo special you know yeah i don't know i don't know anybody that that's their favorite special and he's an amazing comedian yeah no i get you it is it is very awkward and and strange and like like you said there's different forms of comedy there's different and and at least there is that but yeah it's it's uh a strange thing, man. Because even a hundred years ago, when you had the the Spanish flu, like shit wasn't as shut down. I mean, they weren't even telling people about it because there was a war that they were promoting. So, like, it was, it, you know, shit was the baseball was going on. Like, there's pictures of people playing baseball with the face masks. <laughs> and, like, that's so cool. Yeah, it, it looks pretty badass. Actually, Babe Ruth <laughs> was playing right, and he got. Uh, Spanish flu twice and beat that shit <laughs> and played the season, dude. That's fucking insane. You'd bleed out your eyes when you got the Spanish <laughs> flu. It was nasty. But see, the funny thing is, the crazy thing uh, about these diseases is, you know, a hundred years ago, Spanish flu would fuck you up, kill you, you, you know, bleed out your ass, your eyes, which is what Chipotle does now. No, but it, 
it does <laughs> it does like you could take an antibiotics you're good right like it's so crazy the bubonic plague still exists you can get that shit you know out of ruby tuesdays and you know go to yeah. the doctor get and so i can't wait we we that's the unfortunate thing is we have built this futuristic world where everything's immediate we're doing everything fast and then when something so real like this hits us it's like god damn it 15 months 18 months are you kidding me 18 months you know it just sounds horrible i mean back in the day 18 months would that'd be like me trying to download porn on Napster or something it would probably take eighteen months. Uh, God, we're not. We're not used to that. I, <laughs> oh. I do. Well, not Napster, but uh, Kazaa and LimeWire. Yeah. Bear Share. Yeah. Be- oh, Bear Share, dude. Uh, I wasn't sharing any bear stuff. No offense to anyone that enjoys the bear category, oh, no. but it was there. Yeah, no, I'm sure. make them live their dreams. I yeah. didn't even know about like really categories, and I just knew like hot boobs naked. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like all of my first like sexual searches were just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend type. Uh, he tried to use my computer to look up porn when I was taking a dump at my house in junior high, and he typed uh, porn dot com into <laughs> into a notepad, and I'll never forget this. <laughs> 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 oh, oh that's, fuck! That's special up. Dude, I met a kid one time in a uh, uh, like a thing adjacent to a twelve-step program, and so we were like hanging out and talking, and he got in trouble and was grounded by his parents because he Googled where to buy weed near me, <laughs> <laughs> and typed in his zip code, and then just started typing how to find weed in such and such Texas. Like, but he just like Googled like all the things you would like just genuinely ask if you wanted to know that. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't even clear the history. And then you think like, oh, that's an adorable, stupid little kid. 27. Oh he my tw- God. He was 27 years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, see. Yeah. At least in my story, this was, we were 12 years old in like, you know, 1999 <laughs> or 2000. So, Whatever, but dude, uh, since you mention it, uh, you grew up in Texas. Yeah. And there is a, a vast amount of amusement parks in in all of Texas. You've got uh, you've got a, Six Flags. Yes, yeah, Six OG. Flags. Yes, yeah, Six so, Flags over Texas. So, d- inform my audience where you grew up in Texas. So I, I'm from uh, a little town called South Lake. It's about. Uh, 20 minutes north of Fort Worth, which if you don't know where that is, it's like an hour left of Dallas. <laughs> A west. There we go. <laughs> is it that far from Dallas? It's 30, 40 miles, but it's an hour between the two. Oh, okay. But because Texas is a corrupt money capitalist state, we have just the most gerrymandered, fucked up county lines. Uh-huh. So... The way that Fort Worth is shaped and city lines in general. So the way that Fort Worth as a city is shaped, it stretches so far to the east that it touches DFW Airport, as does Dallas. Dallas also is cut, shaped, and stretched to touch it so that they are both technically touching DFW Airport, where you get Dallas-Fort Worth from, so that they both get uh, tax shit from it. So 
Well, they say everything's they, uh, big, bigger in Texas, so even the counties. Yeah, yeah, dude. Brewster County in West Texas is like sixteen times the size of Rhode Island. Holy shit! Yeah. Man. And the reason I know that is because in Texas they make you learn things like that, which have no <laughs> bearing on your education, and there's no reason for anyone to know that. But they're just like, "Hey, we're fucking big, dude." Like, dude, all right, this is the the little dick energy that Texas has. The so the state uh, capitol building in Austin uh, is the tallest capitol building in the country. It is taller than the capitol building in D.C., but only by a few feet. Uh-huh. Of which ours is a statue. We built ours and we put a tall ass statue on top so that it would be taller than the Capitol in DC. <laughs> on top of that, the San Jacinto Monument is the tallest monument in the country because <laughs> we put a giant fucking star on top of it. It looks identical to the Washington Monument, is almost identical in size, but then has a big fucking star on top so that it's taller. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta one up them all. Does. That's this is who who that state is. Oh, that's so I'm from, funny. yeah. I'm from there, but <laughs> but we have Six Flags where we had like uh, the Titan. I remember when that thing got installed, dude. That that's such a fun place. Yeah. So you you uh, you grew up going to Six Flags. That's and that's the OG Six Flags. That's the first Six Flags over Texas, right in Ar- Arlington. That is correct. And did you? Uh, like, did you go there as a young kid? Were you pretty little when you started going? Yeah, there's and there's a water park right across the street called NRA, or I'm sorry, called Hurricane Harbor. Yeah, owned, owned by the same company, I guess. So you could buy a season pass and go to both. So for summers, uh, I did. I starting when I was probably like nine or ten, I would go probably five or ten times a summer. Oh man, that's so rad! It just it takes you back. When you were a kid and you go to a water park in the summer, I mean, it is like, it is fucking heaven, man. Did you ever, uh, did you, were you uh, insecure uh, about wearing a, I used to wear a shirt, dude, and I look back yeah, now. Too. Yeah, I was like, why the fuck? Because you go to those water parks and everyone looks like uh, a, a DMV in the Star Wars universe. You know, I'm like, why was <laughs> I insecure? when I, There's like Jabba the Hutt here and like, I mean, it... I, I, don't Dude, know. I was like just like a fat little kid, and I had inverted nipples until I was like fourteen. Uh huh. So my nipples look like like uh, like pufferfish lips because I had little bitch tits because I was a little fat kid, <laughs> and so I had these little just pufferfish. I totally know what you're tits. talking about. That's so I've never I, heard that so articulated was, before. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, it looked like they were just like hiding because they were embarrassed of me too. Like they were just like, we're going inside. We'll come out later. <laughs> did, oh fuck! Did you did you enjoy the funnel cakes and shit? Oh man! Oh, oh dude, the state fair of Texas came every summer, and my dad had like a, a real affinity for the state fair. I think like part of it was like he grew up really close to there in Dallas. Uh-huh. My my family is like from old old Dallas, so they were you know, part of it. And he had like a bunch of history and like city government in Dallas and stuff. So it was like a very just debutante old rich white people thing to do. So like we, uh, we would go a lot. And I, I remember, you know, the game where you throw like a fastball at those like milk carton things and they're like impossible to knock over. Yeah. Those fucks. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my dad was like a pitcher in high school and college 
and just had a oh. mean fucking fastball. And so he would get into <laughs> arguments with carnies and just drop crazy because he would he would drop crazy amounts of fucking money, just throw these fucking zingers at this shit, and he would win half the time, and then he'd lose and he'd be like, "You fucking rigged it that time." I know it was just. <laughs> Uh, I have so many great memories of just eating. Like I was supposed to be splitting a funnel cake with him. And uh-huh. He'd be arguing with that guy, and I'd finish the funnel cake. And he'd be like, <laughs> oh, I guess we got to get another one. <laughs> oh, shit, man. And see, Texas, I mean, I, I, I was there for a good week or so uh, recently. I've been there a few times, but it was the longest amount of time that I'd spent there uh, about a year and a half ago, and I had a blast. And... I'm a big man. You know that I'm, you know, well over, well, almost seven feet tall. I need fucking food. And the thing that kills me uh, about Fufu LA is like the, I mean, I live outside LA. I grew up outside of LA, but my fan, I mean, uh, pretty close enough to LA. Uh, and it, it's like, dude, I need some fucking food that is going to give me diabetes or uh, heart problems. I need it now, yeah. and and so I can only imagine. I mean, if the OC Fair has some crazy hearty food, sometimes I can't imagine a Texas Fair like what, how fucking good the food is and unhealthy, but how well, good just, it like, is. <laughs> fried Twinkies and fried Oreos were just like a a staple. I'd be like, "Do you want those with ice cream?" It's like, "Yeah, of course we want fried Oreos with ice cream." <laughs> Are you stupid? <laughs> You know, fried mac and cheese balls are, are, oh man. What, that dude, that exists? Fried mac and cheese balls. Oh, they're so good, man. Oh, man. You can make those now. Dude, if you have, uh, like, a muffin tray at your house, Mm -hmm. make mac and cheese. Like, make, like, real good, like, Cracker Barrel-style mac and cheese. And then put it in those, like, spray it, like, nonstick, and then put it in those... Uh, cupcake things and then put that in the freezer and leave that in the freezer overnight and then the next day you take those and like egg wash them and roll them in like you know like a nice batter and then you just fry those bitches and you got fried mac and cheese balls dude oh my god I thought I'd just get fried mac and cheese balls from working in the summer but that sounds like a better way and I can eat them uh, I, dude my family uh, we used to go to uh, this place, Knott's Berry Farm, which ha- has fried a lot of fried chicken and stuff. Uh, but Texas is known for steak, right? It's known for the the, the beef. We yeah, one well, barbecue especially. Like it, it also depends on what part of Texas you're in. Like I feel like North Texas, we're a little more of the homestyle cooking. Uh-huh. Like you can find an amazing. Like there's a there's a chain from North Texas. It's just, it's, it's just a local chain. It's called Babes. Ooh. And Babes Babes Fried Chicken was what it originally was. And the original location just as you go in and you pick, you either want chicken fried chicken, chicken fried steak, or uh, you want like uh, actual like fried chicken like with bone in stuff. Yeah. Uh, instead of like a patty covered in gravy. And then all of that comes with all you can eat mashed potatoes, all you can eat cream corn. Like, all you can eat rolls and salad, and they bring giant bowls of molasses. And you just eat until you, like, can't move. And there's no to, there's no to go, so you mm-hmm. can't, like, pack it up to go. You just eat as much as you can there. And, like, that's the whole point. And it's like you get a, a giant, like, steak 
that's fried and covered in gravy and all the sides and it's 20 bucks you know dude <laughs> oh like... my god yeah the bar i had barbecue out there and it was nothing it was Ooh. nothing Dick- dickies or whatever the f- that abomination oh. abortion uh cafe uh that place is f- like 30 bucks for like what you'd get for 15 bucks in texas Ugh. in real barbecue I mean that's yeah yeah dude uh but with all that hearty food like would you <laughs> did you ever feel like you're gonna shit or barf like going on a roller coaster like an intense roller coaster after eating a funnel cake i i do plenty of times i actually uh for whatever reason have just been like a pretty heavy thrill seeker yeah since i was little like i was trying to go on roller coasters that i was too small for like, you know, trying to cheat on the height thing. Did you ever pull, like, a little uh, rascal's move where you, like, stood on top of another kid's shoulders and... No, I was fat. <laughs> he would have died. I would have been the stand on e. <laughs> okay. But, but I, you know, I was almost big enough for a lot of stuff because I was, I was also tall from an early age. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, it, but, like, I, I never got scared or, or queasy or had anything. But most of the time when I was, I was like, fuck, I wanted to be scarier. Oh <laughs> yeah, so you're 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 looking for, yeah, the 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 big daddies, the the fucking, the e tickets, man. Did you ever go to uh, Six Flags in California? That you've been here? Have you been to Magic Mountain? Uh, I have went as a kid. Uh, my uncle actually lived out here, and I flew out to stay with him a couple weeks one summer and went uh, as a kid. But dude, the, so what part of Texas did you visit when you went? That area. It was in North. It was in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, oh man, I, w- I wish I'd known you then. There is yeah. an adventure park there that is the coolest thing ever. Uh, so when I used to sell knives for uh, Cutco way back in the day, like oh, I was like a dude. manager for them. I was like a big Cutco guy for a while, <laughs> and and uh, we all know someone with, who was, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, <laughs> And every summer, like, one of the rewards for our sales goals was to go to this place called Zero Gravity. It's an adventure park. And they had bungee jumping, and they had that, like, it was like a 10-story bungee jump. They had, like, a 280-foot, like, bungee swing. Oh, my God. it's, like, you and a person strapped next to each other, and then it hoists you up. You have to pull a ripcord, and then you just free fall, like, 100 feet, and then swing real high. Whoa. Then they had uh, another thing where it looks kind of like – like a slingshot, but just like aimed straight up. And so you sit in this ball and, and it's you and another person in the ball. And then you just launch like way the fuck up. Damn. And then the, and then the last one, well, and then they have a giant propeller looking thing. <clears throat> I think the top of it is like 10 stories. And on each end, there's a cart that holds four people. And then it spins at like 70 miles an hour. So it, it, you just start, it's this huge, giant swinging, spinning thing. And then the little carts themselves spin. And we got to the point there where we would actually hold our legs outside of the cart and use it to grab on to the actual metal arm to stall the, the cart from spinning. So we would stay upside down longer because we ended up going there so much that we like learned all the cool employee tricks on the ride. <laughs> like, at the beginning, we'd swing our legs and start making it rotate real fast. You'd do a bunch of flips, and you'd like black out and lose consciousness from spinning so fast. And then you'd come to, and you'd just be going super fast, 
10 stories above near downtown Dallas. And it was like, oh, this is fucking pretty and terrifying. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's still there. Yeah. And uh, the, the cool part is after I stopped working for Cutco, I'd made friends with some of the employees there that, and like, it's prohibitively expensive. Like it's like each ride is like 20 or 30 bucks or you can buy an all day pass for like 200 bucks. And there's only five rides or six rides. Like one of them, you strap into a, a thing and then you literally free fall attached to nothing and oh, you just fuck. land in a giant net like six stories below dude that's so amazing it, though i'm afraid terrifying i'm afraid of <laughs> so heights cool. i'm i'm deathly afraid of heights which people have for some reason issue with because i'm tall but i'm like well i'm not a <laughs> i'm not 30 feet tall dude you know so it but but that though is something i'd kind of like to chase like uh you know, sort of face my fears. Like I, I would want to do something like that because, oh, because yeah. that sounds better than actual bungee jumping. Um, for some, I don't know. That all sounds like a nightmare, actually. Dude, the <laughs> bungee jumping is scary because you have to walk up all of these flights of stairs, and then you just have this thing strapped around your waist, and you just like look down, and there's like a pad that would catch you. Like you probably wouldn't die, but still, everything in your body is like, "Nah, we'll die. But you, you'll die if you do this." <laughs> and, and then like you're there and. Oh man, dude! For I went there, so I started trading some of the uh, former employees weed because weed's still illegal in Texas, so it's like a real currency there. Mm -hmm. So like, I would just buy a whole bunch of weed, and I would take some weed up there, and I'd like have you know a blunt or something rolled, handed to those guys, and then you know they would let me and whoever I was with like just ride rides all night for free. Yeah, and dude, it was the fucking best. I ate like three grams of mushrooms and a hit of acid and went and rode the bungee swing and oh, went and the bungee swing was the one I told you where you have to pull the rip cord so it's you and a person strapped in next to you and then they then they hoist you up uh like 280 feet in the air and then when you oh, get up to the very top God. they give you a thumbs up and you have to pull this release and when you pull it right after that you free fall like 100 feet before the rope catches and then you swing real high up and you spin around and you you know you swing back and forth until the pendulum stops and it's really really fun but for that first initial drop when you have to pull that fucking cord <laughs> it's there, there's you for sure die violently if uh, anything goes wrong if anything goes wrong you die violently and, and so you're just like oh god i don't want to and, and then you're on mushrooms and the ground is just like bubbling oh. and you're looking up and there's a sunset and you're like crying because it's so beautiful they're like pull the cord you're like i can't i'm a person like uh the girl that i was with was having the time of her life watching me uh just freak out about having to pull the cord uh, and i was like when you pull it there's one on your side uh and she's like oh i can't fucking pull the cord you're the man you pull the cord uh -oh. <laughs> like, uh, but dude i i still remember like that first like free fall just screaming and it feeling like even when I stopped screaming, I can still hear myself screaming. <laughs> like, it's like, what's happening? It's so fun. That's great, man. I've never heard of that place. It's called it's called Adventure Park, or what's so it called? It's called Zero Gravity. Zero Gravity. Uh, okay. Zero Gravity. Yeah. Man, that sounds and uh, enthralling. <laughs> it sounds like. Uh, and I was gonna ask you about that because I know you're a man of. Uh, uh, you're an open-minded dude. You've got like a th a third third eye you know what i mean you want to you want to <laughs> and, and what i'm trying to say is you you do drugs sometimes which is what yeah, a lot yeah. of what most human beings uh do though you know it's not you but but you're you're down to to try things and i was going to ask your experience with that in amusement parks because 
Um, that's like a common thing that I hear like, oh, I love to go to Disneyland and go in Small World and just, you know, fucking baked. Um, ha- yeah. what, what has been some of your ex- like experiences? I mean, there's the one you just shared uh, is pretty crazy, but I can imagine like a park like Disneyland being pretty illuminated with all the colors and the characters. Have you done that yet? Yeah. I haven't. You know, I one thing that I will say is I don't really like uh, characters. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what it is. It's the only thing I have that like resembles like an irrational fear. It's oh. like mascots and characters. It's okay. It's not like where I like hate them, but just when you're talking to one <laughs> or they're doing their fucking motions to you and they just refuse to break character. And yeah. it's like, I know there's a person underneath. I've had enough breaks with reality where it's like, what if it's not a person? What if this one's a real thing? And it's just like, stop it. Stop, stop doing what you're doing and just fucking edits. I don't know if it's some like little, it's a, it's definitely a form of retardation. I think all phobias uh, are some, are a form of mental retardation. Like when people are like, oh, I'm so scared of a spider. It's like, you're a little retarded. Like I'm so, I'm so scared of mascots. And if, if I'm like on drugs, I can't do anything about that fear. Like if I'm high on weed or if I'm drinking or I'm sober and I see a mascot, it's like, all right, whatever. Like I get that that's not real. But if I've altered my reality, like it just breaks me in my brain. I can't imagine you with like Winnie the Pooh, you know, yeah. like, like, hey, Mike, it's Winnie the Pooh. And him just, like, oh, no, bother, no, bother. No, no, yeah. no, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, he'd be I like, would, where's I his pants? Shout very loudly, and I'd be like, T-I double gut, and drop the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, hey, that's what fucking Tiggers do, all right? <laughs> Take it, please. Uh, no, dude. The, the, I, um, <laughs> I don't know. How I did that, but uh, this. Uh, it's. <laughs> but dude, the, uh, the the mascot thing is so funny. You got to remember that. Like, if you somehow get like a buddy, a a fucking uh, buddy road movie where you guys go to an amusement park, that has to be a scene you like zonked, <laughs> like get yeah, like being afraid. Like you could, you establish it early on and then it plays out later. I'm telling you, dude, when you get your hangover, uh, which I could totally see in, uh, you should definitely, dude, that's fucking hilarious. I, I, you know, I've probably seen one of the most disturbing photos for you ever. And it's something that if you feel like giving yourself nightmares, knowing what you've just told me, <laughs> you should look up if you want to. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds great. Dude, I'll look it up right now. M- Mickey, my phone. what is it? Okay, Mickey Mouse Eye. Like I, I don't know fucking how to. Describe. There's a picture of someone that's, that's servicing around of someone in a Mickey Mouse costume at one of the parks or whatever, and you could see the human eye within the eye of the mascot. It is so fucking... It's creepy for me. So for you, (laughs) I don't know, dude. Uh, See, I think that would be okay for me because I can see through the illusion of the mascot. What scares me is just... If it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, what if that's a real... (laughs) So it also, like, so one time I was... uh, My old job where I sold promotional products, one of my main customers was in Houston and sold all of the stuff to the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. And so... Once a year, we would go and we would do this big presentation at Reliant Stadium, which is the Texans stadium. And up in the like nice box area where they do all the like rich people seats, we would go and set up all of our wares and just hang out. And while we were up there, Toro, 
the Texans mascot came up there and was doing press photos. So like we're showing off like speakers and like uh, golf shirts and like all this and like nice cups and like stuff they can sell in the store and like giving them all these ideas. And then there's just this fucking mascot with like a bull head and it's like, it's a pretty ripped dude and he's in uh, <laughs> like pretty tight fitting shoulder pads. And then he's wearing like the football pants that uh, don't have any pads in them, but are like spandex ones. Uh-huh. So he's got like shiny football pants on. Uh, and then he's got on cleats. And so he's, he's walking around there and, he, and he's pretty fucking yoked, but he's also wearing full under armor uh, on his, like uh, where his skin would be exposed and gloves so that no part of him is human colored. So, oh. you know, so all of them is like a dark navy blue for the skin and then like wearing like gloves and shit. And then he's got on a big fucking bull head it's just like a little bit too big for it to be real proportion. Like kind of maybe if like a witch was mad. And, and, and so he comes over to my booth and I had smoked a couple bowls uh, and I was a little hungover and I'm just like trying to do my fucking thing. And I'm just trying to play along. And I was like, oh yeah, look at this. And I'm pretty anal about work stuff. Like uh-huh. if I'm doing something professionally, like I don't like people to fuck around or make a mockery of it when I'm like trying to be like a business guy. Yeah. And, and like, he was fucking around with like some expensive, like delicate stuff and like being like silly with it, like pretending like he was going to drop it. And I was like, Hey, all right, that's enough. Thank you. It's okay. And, and that he like fake got mad at me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, buddy, I get it, but I don't want you to break anything. And then he like wagged his finger at me and I was like, all right, Toro, let me know when you guys make the playoffs. And then, <laughs> like, like, I'm gonna, like, back down to a fucking mascot. Yeah. And, and then I realized, like, oh, I'm at work. I can't be a dick to this guy. <laughs> and so then he's like, oh, no. And then he does, like, a fake, like, I heard him in his heart thing. Mm-hmm. And so I guess one of my, uh, like, colleagues saw that happen and was like, oh, Mike hates mascots. So he went and he slipped Toro $20 and was like, hey, go fuck with that guy some more. This is great. And so he would come over and mess with me and he'd make me mad about something. I'd be like, all right, that's enough. And then he would walk away and then he would go back and then someone else over. So eventually by the end of this event, I had been dealing with this fucking bull mascot guy for like three hours. And then there's a group of like 10 guys that are all like kind of my competitors slash people I work with. And they're all just like standing over in a corner, just pointing and laughing at me. And they've just been handing this guy cash to ruin my fucking day. And oh my like, god! Uh, and and it's just one of those deals when you're when I'm at like work, I can't act the way I want to act. I have to have a filter. I got to be an adult. You know, it's not like comedy. It's not like a podcast where I can just say what's in my brain. But I'm a, like a work thing where I'm like doing something to make my money. Uh, that's like a professional setting. Like I can't be like. Hey man, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry, like your dreams are over, but like, <laughs> stop pushing it at me. You know, I can't be mean. Yeah. But, uh, so I wanted to be mean to the best. So I'm like hamstrung and I'm like handcuffed and I can't say anything to this fucking mascot. He's just ruining my day. So now I feel like if I were to do drugs around a mascot, I would have a little bit of like Houston PTSD and end up like hurting one. <laughs> you saw my first reaction to the Pooh Bear thing was to drop kick him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there. <laughs> that's so funny, man. That's great. Did you, uh, man, did you ever go to a Schlitterbahn, by the way, in Texas? Oh, I love Schlitterbahn, my dude. It was the best. Uh, I went a bunch of times. Where is that? Uh, 
So that is in New Braunfels, which is like 30 to 45 minutes south of Austin. Okay. And it's like so, German-themed, right? Well, so there's a giant German population uh, in Texas. Like, there's actually a lot of German culture there. There's a town called West Texas that's pretty famous in Central Texas. It got, like, national attention from when there was a huge explosion at one of, like, pesticide plants or some shit. But there was a massive explosion in West, and a bunch of people died. That was the first time most people heard of it, but everyone in Texas knows it. Oh, that's good. It's driven around because uh, there's a gas station there called the Czech Stop, spelled C-Z-E-C-H, and they're famous for all of their kolaches and German-style baked goods and all that. So, Oh, yeah, it's fucking amazing. So the Czech Stop is like a, like a, a staple of Texas culture, and there's a bunch of like German shit. But so you get down to Schlitterbahn. There's also a city there... Uh, near there called Green. It has like the Green Music Dance Hall that a bunch of country legends have played at. Uh, like it's a very nifty little uh, pocket of Texas because it's still in the hill country where you have a lot of texture to the land. Uh-huh. Not anything like California with mountains, but you know, little two, three thousand foot hills. And uh, then uh, you have like a bunch of these big rivers. And at Schlitterbahn, they have a natural lazy river that's just, like, just an actual fucking river you could just float in forever. Uh, uh-huh. And then they have near there a bunch of different rivers where you go and you park your car uh, at this place you rent a tube and then you get on a bus and the bus drives you for 10 minutes up a couple of little streets and then drops you off and then you get in a river and you can float for three to five hours just in like an actual river like the san marcus river or uh i think it's the brazos is the other one but you can float all these at the guadalupe like you can actually just like go and float in a river and just sitting like an inner tube. Wow, that's my dream. Smoking, oh, bro, it's it's unbel- It's one thing that California hasn't had for me. But like, I haven't I haven't done any like recreational stuff here really because I've just been. I, I moved out here to to do comedy, so I just do fucking comedy all the time. And so you know, my my recreation is I'll go to a concert or I'll go to a comedy show or do something to support like live entertainment. But I haven't like just gone and done done a bunch of drugs and fucked off in a river or. Or anything like that since I've been out here. I, I think that's the one thing I've, I've enjoyed about the quarantine is just having a, a, a forced break from this. Because, like, you know, everybody needs a break every now and then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's probably good. It's uh, there's there's a lot of uh, silver linings to things that you, uh, you know, it's it's a very bizarre uh, thing, but at the same time, it's uh, it happens and we're going to deal with it and comedy and life will prevail um you know whether it's uh uh you know winnie the pooh coming out (laughs) tripping me out someday again uh you know it'll happen uh but i i was just thinking you know you've you you mentioned brazzers river um brazos (laughs) oh okay okay so well my mind immediately went to pornography but uh they're, browsers, they're, browsers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the world's best uh, porn side. Now, uh, there is a, uh, um, I found this piece of literature, um, and there's been an ongoing bit. I do it every once in a while. I don't want to get do it too much because it, it may be a little much, but I, I thought it'd be fun with you. But uh, there is a man, a grown man, who writes uh, Disney erotica, um, and... <laughs> Uh, there is, there is like, it is insane, dude. He, <laughs> there is like literally 40 pages 
and they're all different stories of uh, <laughs> of of ridiculous uh, Disney characters getting into some sticky situations. I had uh, real rich do Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, where the dwarves are jerking off and all that, and then uh, Keith Carey. Uh, Pocahontas and Jane from Tarzan getting it on and uh yeah this guy is also uh English isn't his first language so <laughs> um so there's a lot of weird kind of grammatical errors sometimes the stories are, are better than others like the the way that they're written but I mean it's all awful and very sadistic strange so I thought it'd be fun to uh have you read this on the pod if you don't mind um I'll send it yeah, to you. Hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to text it to you right now and Perfect. you could read some of this and I <laughs> So I sent you there's a uh he has a preface at the beginning uh, and <laughs> I'm excited. So, okay, so it's kind of a lot. You can skip through it if it get here. Uh, okay, so did you get the text? Uh, you want me to just do you want me to just read it? Okay, so things are going to get steamy guys. Uh this is uh Mike Eaton reading reading an excerpt from um, Elsa and Rapunzel. They are both they're cousins in this story. Ooh. So this is from Ooh. this from Pingo Potter, um, and his his amazing erotica. So yeah, take it away. All right. Well, well uh, first and foremost, uh, I will I will read the disclaimer. Uh, this contains lesbianic erotic content and hints of incest. <laughs> So if that disturbs or offends you, don't continue reading. Also, bear in mind that this is all fiction and nothing to be taken seriously, seriously. (laughs) Anna and Elsa's parent, the king and queen of Arendelle, has died. Today, it had been three years since their parents died, and Elsa was finally old enough to be crowned. Queen! Anna hadn't seen her in years and was shocked to see how beautiful she had grown. Elsa said straight and majesty as she was being crowned. She had nicely set up platinum blonde hair, purple eyeshadow, and pale skins. And also, apart from that, she had also gotten nice slim body with a lovely set of D-cup breast tits. Anna didn't mean to, but she got a little tingly feeling from watching her gorgeous sister standing there. Later in that day, Anna had gone to their room with her cousin Rapunzel, who also attended the coronation. (laughs) Rapunzel had brought her husband Flynn, but he was still downstairs enjoying the feast. Rapunzel was a small girl with a slender body and fair skin. She had pink lips, rosy cheeks, and big beautiful green eyes. Her hair used to be insanely long and blonde, but had been cut into a short brunette pixie cut. (laughs) This is a grown man, by the way. Then Rapunzel took off the rest of her dress. You aren't wearing any panties, Anna said, astonished. (laughs) Well, I were earlier this morning, Rapunzel giggled. (laughs) You are a bit of a slut, aren't you, Anna said, astonished. How women talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm teaching you to be one now, Rapunzel said, and tongue kissed her. Rapunzel's (laughs) Rapunzel grabbed Anna's big round booty. You are already wet, Rapunzel said, and Anna giggled. Anna moved herself to the back of the bed, sat with her back against the wall, and removed her white panties with shaking hands. So, what do you want me to do? I just want you to open those sexy legs, Rapunzel said, and push them apart. 
Ayla's pussy was small, pink, and dripping wet. Rapunzel started kissing her clit and licking it, making Anna moan by the instant, and her little body tilt a little. Uh, you taste good, Anna. <laughs> Don't stop, Anna just said, overwhelmed by the pleasure. Rapunzel kept licking, sucking and nipping the pretty pussy. Anna's breath became heavier and her moans louder. Rapunzel knew what she was doing because her mother, who turned out to be a youth-lusting psychopath, and by the way, not her actual mother, often <laughs> abused her sexually when she was younger. It traumatized her a bit, but it also made her experience and good at oral sex, and she enjoyed giving it to her sexy cousin Anna. Just let it go, Anna, let it go, as Rapunzel fingered her tight, meaty asshole. <laughs> This has been Erotica with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I love how they imply that she is a sex a stepmother like that like raped her, but then they're like, but they weren't related, like you know, it's 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 hilarious that he had to add that in that they weren't <laughs> that it wasn't like the actual daughter, but like the dude Oh my god. Her mother, but not her real mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I love how asshole was spelt. Uh, yeah. And me, there asshole. A, there's a lot of stuff in there that was just like, ah, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. Like, what, a, what an artist. Yeah, he is, man. He's an auteur, and I'm glad that he was born. Uh, we can all, you know, thank our lucky stars that we've been blessed with uh, Pingo Potter's work. Um, but, dude. I really hope that my roommates heard me reading that with such gusto. Did I actually. I did not. To hold back at all. Yeah, so. I, I know. Right now, during quarantine, a lot of celebrities are reading children's books, and uh, I think you may have a future, <laughs> dude. Uh, just read Pong, Pongo Peters' uh, Disney porn, and uh, you could probably put a lot of children to sleep that way. Um, or a lot of, lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of incels. No, I don't know, dude. That was fucking amazing. Uh, I, I'm so glad you could do the pod, my friend. Um, Dude, me too. This was a blast. Yeah, yeah, we got to have you again. Um, we're just uh, getting started here too, man. Season one. We're uh, we we've we've got so much coming up, and you know, I think this quarantine thing ain't gonna last forever. That's my that's my guesstimation. Uh, and as yeah. soon as soon as we uh, as this whole fucking hell spawn hellscape situation's over we should definitely hit up a lazy river somewhere my friend dude we got to go back to that pizza place we went to what was the name of that? oh that's tony's little italy and are they, they still open yes they're open if you if you feel like venturing if you have nothing if you feel like fucking going out there they're there they're they're staying safe but they are definitely providing pizza during the quarantine so i i recommend that shit to everybody in Los Angeles, oh. Orange County, California. Yeah. As somebody that has uh, like worked in pizza places, managed pizza places, sold pizza to like businesses in Dallas by boasting about how good the pizza was and and like having people taste it and agree to business because of it, like that pizza is uh, like top three I've had in California for sure. Oh yeah, so, yeah. It kills me because. Yeah, it is so good, man. Yeah, when when people, uh, that's the issue I I take sometimes because people kind of base food on Los Angeles, and they're like, oh well, there's dude, there's plenty. We all know that there's amazing food in LA, but 
like some of that hardy stuff it, it, it it's out there it's there's uh have you had blood sows yet by the way that barbecue place blood sows it's off fairfax oh my no, god is it good? oh dude yeah it's a guy in watts or compton no watts he it's his recipe that he sold these dudes so there's a place oh. so it is for barbecue in california it's the best i've ever had it's Okay. Yeah, Shevsky uh, used to like work for them too sometimes, and yeah, he love he's like Bloodsoe's merch. Like, <laughs> I'll see him you know, oh, like yeah. a a Bloodsoe, uh, you know, tank top or shirt or thong Good. or whatever. But yeah, no, it's uh, great. Hell yeah. But dude, thanks for doing the pod, man. I'm glad you're safe. You're not, you know, in harm's I'm glad way. You're safe. Thank you for having me. This was yeah, a lot of fun. dude. Fuck yeah, man. Stay safe out there. Wear rubber. Um, we'll talk soon, my friend. Absolutely. Be good. Hell yeah, man. Later, everybody. Man, that was a great interview. Great time with me and Mr. Mike Eaton. We lived happily ever after. Now, but, uh, look, uh, I've got a special theme park memory to share for, uh, that's kind of special to Mr. Mike Eaton. Someone he, uh, has an affliction for. Uh, and that's our friend Jackson Lynn's dad. So here, we're going to end the episode on a special theme park memory story uh, catered to someone that Mike Eaton cares about a lot, Jackson Lynn's dad. So let's go to that theme park memory. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe. Theme park memories. Hello, Mike and Robert. Uh, I'm happy to send this little story in. Uh, let's get right to it. I'm going to tell you guys about the time my dad pulled a muscle while on a ride. Uh, to give you guys a visual, my dad is 300 pounds and looks like a mix between John Goodman and Alec Baldwin. Just for the listeners. Uh, so my sisters are out doing their own thing, riding other rides, and he is waiting in line with me for the ride Tatsu at Six Flags Magic Mountain in beautiful Valencia, California. Now... My dad doesn't care for rides, and he assumed he was just going to be waiting with me, and I would go on the ride myself. When we got to the front, he asked me if he should go on the ride. If you don't know, Tatsu is for expert-level riders, and is quite possibly up there for one of the scariest coasters in the country. I'll go ahead and say that. Uh, knowing that, I said, yes, you should go on. And I thought to myself, this should be fun. So, now they're buckling us in and checking uh, the actual uh, safety belts and everything, and my dad gets, that tops two clicks. Two clicks, you know, one click, two click, that's it, maybe. It might have been one click, which was scary from the beginning. But, really, everything was fine until the ride actually started, because if you don't know, Tatsu begins with you sitting in your vertical, normal roller coaster upright position, but then when the ride starts, it moves you to belly down horizontal, uh, so you're facing the ground, and then you, that's when you start going up. So immediately, my dad was over it, uh, but they did not stop the ride, and they kept us going up. Now, keep in mind, only those two clicks are holding on possibly one click, uh, maybe two clicks, is holding on to all that weight of his, and he knows that, and he is not liking it. He is screaming like a child, uh, really funny for everyone else around him, but he was clenched so hard onto the seat 
that he ended up pulling a muscle in one of his legs. So ride ends were getting off. It took him 20 minutes to go from exiting his seat on the ride to the bench just outside of the entrance to Tatsu. So, yeah. Then, uh, you know, I basically stayed on that bench for the rest of the day, about five hours while my sisters and I went on and uh, had fun. So that's basically the story. That is the uh, second to last time my father has ridden a theme park ride. So hope this wasn't too long. Theme park memories. Yeah.